Moses, the reluctant leader. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. We're glad you've joined us today. My name is Julie Adams and I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, Julie. Glad to be here for um, the next installment of yes. our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, this has uh, been a great series and, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful start to the week. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we are four messages deep in uh, Moses, and uh, we learned some interesting, interesting things about him today. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was his, this was his um, burning bush moment, right? It was. Is that what you, uh, do you want to recap the story for us? Yeah, so, so um, if you remember, listeners, he he, um, grew up as a prince, Mm -hmm. he had been rescued in the bulrushes and should have been killed as a Hebrew male child, and uh, was spared and grew up in Pharaoh's um, court, and um, and so he decides to try and help the Jews on his own. Ends up killing an Egyptian, mm-hmm. uh, premeditative murder, yep. and um, has to run for his life. He runs three hundred miles to the desert of Midian, and, and Midian, and he is. Um, away from family might as well be three million miles away Mm -hmm. and uh, 300 miles back then is not like 300 miles for us right no you can't get there uh, you can't Uh, get there from here you can't get there from here that's (laughs) right so uh, we find Moses settles into a new life Mm -hmm. at 40 years of age he starts over if you will and is taken in by the family of um, one of the um leaders in the desert, uh, mm-hmm. nomadic people. And so uh, Mary's one of the daughters, uh, has two sons, um, mm-hmm. tends sheep for a living. He's in the family biz. <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes care of sheep. And for 40 years, he's sitting out in the desert until God realized, you know, prepared him yeah. for the next step. Took forty years to prepare him. Wow. I hope it doesn't take forty years for Man. God to prepare me for something, right? You know what? I am forty, and so <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, what am I prepared for? <laughs> and just think how how fast forty years has gone. Man. But would would forty to eighty years in the desert? Do you think that would? just drudge by or do you think it would fly by oh man i don't know i think it would probably uh tick away kind of slowly it would feel that i think so and and of course we talked about this how that i think a lot of people feel like uh during covid and coming out of covid that they just feel in a desert emotionally or maybe in a relationship or maybe just in in life plans uh just wandering in the desert yeah. like moses did yep you he know? sent us all for a real loop yeah and and we we see it as oh my will i ever get out of the desert where i think maybe we should ask god what are you trying to teach me in the mm, desert yeah. you know what are you trying to teach me in this time because he doesn't waste any Our opportunities desert moments, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so uh, so we we see that uh, the burning bush yeah. takes place and can you imagine being out in the desert? He knew that area like the back of his hand. And according to the scripture, he was way in the back somewhere, mm-hmm. away from where they normally, you know, they move sheep around to yeah. different pastures and things. 
And so he was a long way from home. Um, and all of a sudden he looks over and he sees this bush, this small tree on fire, but it's not consumed. It's just burning. The leaves are there. The bark is there. Yeah. You know, I would say probably no smoke. It was probably just fire. And, um, and he, he says to himself, self, I'm going to walk over there and look at that. I you wonder know? if he wanted to like, because I can only imagine, like if I saw a tree on fire, I would be like, uh-oh, call the fire department. Or if it were small, like go and put it out so that mm-hmm. nothing else gets destroyed. Sure, sure. Like that would be my thought. So I right. wonder if he went over to go and investigate. I uh, He probably, well, no doubt about it. He'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. And so he goes over to see this. And then a voice comes out of the tree mm. and says, hey, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. And as soon as he heard holy ground, he knew uh, either instinctively or just from the way it came across, he knew it was God. Mm-hmm. And he bows. Yeah. And so uh, this was his burning bush moment. This was, hey, uh, your life is not over uh, your desert is about to come to an end, mm-hmm. and um, this has not been a waste, and I have plans for you. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think that when we're in the desert that God gives us a burning bush moment, mm-hmm. that he helps us to realize that <clears throat> this is not for naught, that there's really a plan here, you know, though you may not feel it or sense it or know it, you know? Yeah, God doesn't take joy in our suffering. Mm-mm. No, no. And I think if somebody, uh, somebody listening says, well, I, I think God just likes to stand above me with a two by four. I would say that you have a misunderstanding of who mm-hmm. God is. You yeah, know? a great misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. And so I, none of this was punishment, you know, and I, I think that's a good point here. None of this is punishment. Uh, it's not even punishment for what he did in Egypt. This was preparation. You know, and so I, I think this idea we looked at it last week of God being the God of of the second, third and fourth mm-hmm. chances, you know, is so important for us in this moment to realize. Yeah. So when I heard this message, here's what came to my mind. I was like, oh, that Moses, like, <laughs> so he tried so hard at the beginning mm-hmm. to like he was going to he was going to get, make it right. He was going to, he was going to do it. He, uh, killed a man and I admit that's not a good thing to do, but he, you know, he was out there to take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to show him. He was going to right the wrongs. He was going to do it. And then 40 years later, God's like, okay, let's go fix it. And he's like, well, (laughs) like, oh, come on, Moses. (laughs) Uh, maybe God's saying, well, maybe I left him out in the desert one <laughs> year long. too long. You yeah, know? there's a little too much dust <laughs> blowing between his ears, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think the difference is, uh, as a young man, uh, uh, you know, as young people, we tend to think we're immortal. We mm-hmm. tend to think that we're, we have so much wisdom. And I, I think... Um, I think he believed the hype about being a prince and could mm. make a difference. And yeah. so he took it upon himself to do it and failed miserably, right? Yeah. So it, I guess it took 40 years to get that out of his system where uh, where he would go to the burning bush and and listen, yeah. you know. Here's what's interesting. I, As you well know, I, I called him, referred to him several times as the reluctant leader. Yeah. Reluctant from the standpoint of, me lead Israel 
you know. If you look at the passages there in Exodus chapter 3, he he actually gave, he gave four different reasons why he couldn't follow God and do, he was trying to convince God to the best of his ability that, that he was, he was choosing the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, he was happy just to keep tending those sheep and go home to his wife and kids yep. and um, have holidays with the family and, <laughs> <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. But um, so he says to God, after God says, I'm going to use you to lead Israel, mm-hmm. to defy Pharaoh and uh, teach Pharaoh a lesson. So what's he say? He says in verse 11 there, Exodus 3, well, who am I? You know, you know, I, who am I to go do that? Yeah. You know, I've already tried that. I, it, it didn't work out yeah, too well. Yeah, that was well. a big fail. That was a big fail. Yeah. yeah. That was no drop mic, right? Yeah, no. You know, so, so I, I think uh, it's beautiful because God says, not about you, mm, you know, yeah. and I think that's where we mess up a lot of times. We, we feel like maybe the Lord is asking us to do something that's, maybe difficult, and we say, God, I can't do it. Yeah. And God says, hey, this is not about you. Yeah. This is about me. Yeah. I have a plan for you, you know? Yeah, I like to picture God as when we say, oh, I can't do it. He says, you're right, but we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think that's beautiful. I, I mean, the idea, could, could he have done that without Moses? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. He could have done it with someone else. He could have done it on his own. He could have just That's snapped his fingers. He could have snapped his finger, Pharaoh fall over dead, and um, and and the people of Israel be released. Yeah. But God had a plan going here. He was mm-hmm. trying to show his greatness. You know, it mm-hmm. it wasn't a matter of God showing off. It was it was God trying to educate that I am God. Not these Ra, the sun god, not the, you know, all these. In yep. fact, he did 10 plagues against Pharaoh. Yes. And uh, a lot of historians believe that those 10 plagues went against 10 of the gods that they worshipped. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have not heard that before. That's a, that's very insightful. Yeah. 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 So, uh, for instance, when darkness came across, that would be directly against Ra, the sun god. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, I, I think that's, I mean, I wouldn't put that past God. I could no. see him doing something. Hey, I'm going to use this as a teachable moment. Yeah. To, to show that uh, I am the God. Is there any evidence or do you, does it ever say anything that the people thought that the sun God was angry at them or the sun God, did they react in yeah, that yeah. kind of a way? We don't see that. Yeah. We, I, I think if anything, it was a slap in the face you know, Pharaoh was God's represented to man. Mm-hmm. And this is a slap in the face to Pharaoh um, and for these other gods that they worshiped because they failed miserably. Yeah. You know, hmm. and and so um, that that's just one example of of God teaching mankind who he is. Mm-hmm. So when he said, well, who am I to go do this? And God's answer was not about you. Yeah, it's about me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the second thing he said, um, what am I imagining this? Who is sending me? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I, I think we would say background that those 40 years in the wilderness were not spiritually enhancing years for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there was a 
kumbaya time of seeking okay. God like David would, for instance. Yeah. You know? So I, I think this is, uh, this is a lot for him to take in. A burning bush and uh, a deity is talking to me. Mm-hmm. And is this the deity that my parents worshipped? And, and, you know, those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. And he says, well, <laughs> who's sending me? And again, God says, not about you. It's about me. Mm-hmm. You tell him the great I am. Not I was, not I will be. The great I am, Yahweh, is is the one that's calling the shots mm-hmm. here. And and so, I mean, how do you how do you respond to that? <laughs> There's not much you can <laughs> say. But that still didn't shut him up. He kept nope. going. <laughs> nope. Um, he, and then he starts taking it personal. Uh, I'm gonna fail at this. Nobody's gonna take me serious. Yeah. You know, he says in chapter four there in verse one, and. Uh, we talked about this uh, yesterday, but it's this fear of irrelevance. Mm, yeah, I've been gone for forty years. Yeah. I was a prince. I murdered a guy. I I have shot whatever whatever creds I have. I don't have anymore. Yep. You know, and God constantly has to remind him, Moses, this is not about you. This is about me. Yeah. And I've chosen you. And so I think I think Moses had this fear of irrelevance. There's there's really not anything I can bring to the table, God. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, there's a name for that. It's uh, it's athzagoraphobia. Oh, a fear of being irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it's a fear of being forgotten. It's the fear of not being seen. Mm, yeah. And and so I think he he really thought about I'm just a shepherd. And, and, uh, I, I just, nobody's going to take me serious. I'm not a, I'm not a prince anymore, you know? And, um, and he's saying this to God, you know, don't you think God already figured out that he'd been in the (laughs) desert for 40 years, you know? And, um, and then, and then he says, well, I, I'm not gifted. I don't, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. I'm nothing special. I'm nothing special. And, um, and so I, I think it's fascinating that uh, he, he keeps trying to make it about himself. Yeah. And don't we do that when we, we argue with God? Don't we say, I can't do this. I can't go here. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I, 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 I. And you'd think we'd figure out that if God is wanting to use us, then when God calls us, he qualifies us. Mm-hmm. Right? And somebody's hearing this today. Somebody, maybe God has been speaking to them about being, um, stepping up to a, a role at work that mm-hmm. they've shied away from. Or maybe maybe here at church, maybe uh, we, we need volunteers so desperately oh, yeah. as we grow and come out of, out of COVID. And maybe somebody, oh, I can't work with kids. I, I've never done that. Oh, I, I can't work. I can't do a worship team, you know. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they tell you and me that. But (laughs) (laughs) Julie and I on my last Sunday is going to be duet Sunday. (laughs) Turn your volume down when that comes on. (laughs) We'll show them. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But but I I love this. Uh, I played a clip yesterday uh, of a guy uh, named David Ring. Mm-hmm. He was born with cere- cerebral uh, palsy. And um, uh, I didn't show a video clip. I just, we listened to an audio clip of him. 
and um, and he has all the his voice has the mannerisms of somebody with cerebral palsy. Right. You know, he can't talk fast, and he has to really pronounce his words. Right. And his accents a little different. You know, and um, and watching him come to the stage, I've seen clips. I'm, uh, he has to use uh, uh, crutches yep. to to get up on the stage some and. Anyway, um, his big deal is he'll say to people who, I, I can't serve God. God can't use me. And he'll say, I, I have cerebral palsy. What's your excuse? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's what God was trying to say. You know, Moses yeah. is saying, I'm tongue-tied. That's the word that, I'm tongue-tied. I can't speak to Pharaoh and yeah. be taken seriously. And God's saying, how many times do I got to say this? It's yeah. not about you. It's about me. Yes. You know, and that I, I just love this idea that God wants to make ourselves available. Mm-hmm. Let him worry about all the details. Yeah. And somebody today needs to hear that message. I don't know who, mm-hmm. I don't know where you are, but are you listening? You know, uh, all God is asking you to do He's not asking you to do miracles. He's not asking you to lead Israel out of the... <laughs> he, he's asking you to make yourself available. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even asking uh, Moses to, to lead Israel out of it. He told him that's what you're going to do. But but he didn't say, w- would you would you lead Israel? No. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Here's yeah. the handbook. Could you do that? Yeah. Here, here, read this, get back to me. No, I, I think this is... Uh, this was... Uh, just make yourself available. Yeah. But God never said, you're going to go. God said, we're going to go. That's right. That's what I'm, I keep getting that over and over yes. from like in um, uh, verse 12, where it says, now go and I will be with you yeah. as you speak and I will instruct you what to say. That's the whole key, right? Yeah. You know, I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're going to be with me. I'm going to yeah. be with you. And I just love that. Yeah, it's the too. whole key to this, right? Yeah. And so, God, are you asking me to go back to the place where I blew it? Are you asking me to go back to the place where I murdered somebody? Are you asking me to show my face to my parents that I haven't seen in 40 years, if they're even still alive? Yep. You know, God, you're asking me to go back to the hard place. And can I tell you, God is a God that sometimes asks us to go to the hard place. Mm-hmm. But how come? Well... Because that's where we rely on Him. We don't rely. <laughs> yeah. We don't rely on God when it's not hard. No, right? we that's, rely. That on, is true. <laughs> we rely on God when when things are uh, hard, yeah. not easy. You know, I, when it's easy, you're right. It, it, too often we mm-hmm. everything's going well, and we mm. we get sometimes we get a little. Uh, we do. Full Moses of ourselves. Did. Yeah. Moses did. Yeah. You know, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I think um, he is the God of hard things and he's there. And you said it, you said it so true. Uh, I will mm-hmm. go with you. Yeah. And I, I hope somebody's being encouraged today. So, so here's the question. God says, now go. That's what he said. Now go. So my question is today, is God saying that to somebody listening to this? Mm-hmm. Where are they supposed to go? Is there a person they, they need to make things right with? Yeah. Right? Is there is there somebody that God's wanting them to share their story of Jesus with mm-hmm. somebody? Or maybe somebody is 
is being asked to step out of their comfort zone into God's comfort mm. zone, right? So, you know, what is it? Um, and I think that if God says go, we don't need to worry about if we're taking a train, plane, or automobile. That's true. Good point. Because it doesn't matter because that's for God to work out. That's for God to work out. Yeah. You know? Oh, so we that's just a show lot of up. control to give up, though, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, control's uh, an illusion. It is. It? So, it is. So I think, I think we can, uh, as we wrap this up, I think we can just trust God. Yeah. And it's like you said, uh, God says, now go, return to Egypt, and I will be with you. Well, you can't ask for anything better than that. Nope, you sure can't. And God showed himself strong on their behalf. So, yeah, he will on yours, too. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. That was uh, that was a great message. Very, um, very encouraging. Yeah, Good. that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Pat, you can email him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. If you are interested in any volunteer opportunities, mm-hmm. please contact the church. Um, we've talked a bit about that, but we have a place for you and we would love to have you on board. You can get mm-hmm. in touch with the office or any staff member that would be relevant to what you'd like to volunteer with. And uh, my email address, if you'd like to get in touch, is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Have a great week, and you are loved.